Welcome to At the Crossroads Church weekly podcast. Our hope is that you will grow in your walk with God and be blessed and encouraged in your daily lives as you listen. You can visit us at our website at atthecrossroads.ca. Awesome. Why don't we stand one more time and do a quick prayer here as we jump into the scripture together. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you that it has the power to change us and to transform us. We ask that you'd speak to our hearts today. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. So uh, today we're, we're uh, continuing a series. Uh, this was a series. Try to straighten that out there. This is a series that was done by uh, Open Life Church, and uh, I thought it'd be great for our church. It's specifically designed to speak to men, uh, but it, as women, you can relate to this as well, I'm sure. Um, and so last week we talked about Samson, and uh, we talked about. The state of Israel, we knew that Israel was, had done evil in the sight of God. And because of that, God had given them over to the Philistines for 40 years. And so they were in, in a time of uh, judgment in a sense. But it's amazing that even in the midst, God always sends mercy. And he sent a deliverer. The deliverer's name was Samson. And he spoke to a woman who was uh, not able to have children. She was barren. And, and the Lord says, I'm going to use you. It's amazing how God uses those of us we think we have nothing to offer. And you might not have a reputation. You think you might not have a reputation. You're not somebody God can use. And God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Isn't that awesome? And so she has this boy. His name's Samson. And, of course, we understand that he has to, uh, he's commanded to uh, be a Nazarene. And there's a Nazarite vow, which is basically as a Nazarene, as a Nazarite, uh, you don't drink wine, number one. Uh, You don't eat anything unclean. And you don't cut your hair. So these were the three things he was supposed to do. And we saw last week that he, um, he messed up all three of those things. Um, and we realized last week as we were looking at this is that there were some attitudes that Samson had that made him weak when he was to be strong. And there's some attitudes that we can have that if, 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 we're, if we're not careful, we have these attitudes, uh, we can be made weak when we're supposed to be strong. And so the first attitude we talked about, just a quick review, number one, he had lust. He said, I want it. In fact, he, you know, instead of marrying the, the, the Israelite women in his village, I'm sure there were some good-looking girls in his community. He said, no, no, I'm going to go to the enemy's camp, and I'm going to marry someone there. Now, how many know that's not a good idea when God's called you to fight against the enemy, right? And so he goes in, and he marries, and he says to his father, Dad, go and get this girl for me, right? He lusted. He said, I want to have it. I have to have it. And lust can destroy us. If we're not careful and we have that, I have to have something, and we don't seek God first, how many know that can destroy your life? That can take you down a path you don't want to go. The second attitude he had was he had this entitlement attitude. He had this attitude like, I deserve it. I deserve it. i got to have it. I deserve it. I'm God's man for the hour. And, you know, we can have this attitude, I deserve this, I deserve that. The reality is that's another attitude of entitlement that can take us down. And then the third attitude was the attitude of pride. I can handle it. Nazarite vow, Nazarite vow, you're not to drink wine. He threw a keg party for himself, for his wedding. And in that place, he got into betting and, and, and with, with, uh, with the Philistines. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And then we talked last week about the attitudes that make strong men or make weak men strong. Number one, you have to have this attitude that I want God. So I'm not going to lust after the things of the world. I'm going to lust after the presence of God. I want God in my life, number one. Number two, I deserve death. 
in and of myself, I don't deserve anything. How many know that we've all sinned? We've all fallen short of God's glory. We don't deserve anything. But God, who's rich in mercy, gave us a son. And so when we have that attitude, I deserve nothing but death, then we can come and receive grace. And then thirdly, I can't handle anything without God. I have to walk in the Spirit if I'm not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh. I have to walk with God. I, I, I can't do anything without God in my life if I want to be victorious. How many can say amen to that? And so we stay in this relationship with God and this dependency on God. All right? The Bible says, finally be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. My strength doesn't derive in who I am. My strength derives from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He is my strength. He is my source. And when we keep that attitude, that's the attitude of grace. God moves in our lives in a powerful way. But as soon as pride comes in, we think, hey, I can handle this. I can handle it, you know. I, I, I can still hang out with those people that are doing drugs. I can still, you know, gossip with the people that gossip. I can still do this. I can handle it. And the next thing you know, you fall back because you're going back into the flesh. How many hear what I'm saying this morning? And so we want to continue with Samson, and we want to talk about two emotions, say two emotions, that take strong men down. So men, this is for us because this, this will relate to women as well, but it's specifically for men today. All right? So Samson had supernatural strength. He had a divine calling on his life. I want you to know if you got God, you got supernatural strength. And if you're in this room, you have a divine calling on your life. God has called you to do great and powerful things. But see, Samson had an, he was incredibly strong, but he had a dangerously weak will. And so as men, we have to make a decision. I'm going to have a strong will for God. I'm going to go after God. All right? He was anointed by God, but he had a problem. And this is the problem. Samson was emotionally driven, not spirit-led. I'm going to say it again. Samson was emotionally driven. He wasn't spirit-led. Okay? And, and as men, we don't like to hear that. Well, I'm not emotional. Women are emotional. Right? And we don't like to think of that. But listen, men and women are both emotional. It just looks different sometimes. As men, you know, uh, we, we tend to react. And, and, and women uh, tend to talk. They get together, you know, you know, can we get together and talk about our problems? When they're upset and they get together and they talk it out. And I've never had a man call me and say, can we get together and talk about our problems? No, 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 no. There's some venting going on, Right? But it, it's different. How many know it's different? And, and we see this emotional thing that was stirring up in Samson, and, and it's, it's really anger. And men can, can tend to, to respond in anger, especially if there's rejection present in your life. And how many know that if we're not careful, we're not walking in the Spirit? You know, one day I was having a bad day, just things weren't coming in line. How many have had a day like that? So Pastor Travis was having a tough day, and... Got in my car, and I was driving down the road, coming up, and this young guy comes around me, honking on the horn. They're all in the car, a bunch of young guys, and they, they flip me the bird. They're all like flipping. I'm not going to do it in church. <laughs> Just imagine one of these fingers was sticking. So, boom. And, I, and all of a sudden, like there's something in me that, and you can ask my wife, I, I can't stand disrespect. I get very angry. And suddenly, I was moved by the wrong spirit. I was very angry, and I was like, they're not getting away with that. So I'm speeding behind these guys, and now they're scared because I'm flying up on their tail. And they come up to a red light, and I pull over. And I roll down my window, and I got this angry scowl on my face. And they roll down their window, and they look terrified. 
And all of a sudden, in like two seconds, I had this vision of myself on the front page of the newspaper. Pastor pummels or gets pummeled, right, at the stoplight of Dundas. You know, and, I, and, I th- and I'm thinking, this ain't good, right? And I'm having this vision, and I, I, I heard the small, still voice of the Lord saying, this is not good. You, you need to show love. Get this anger under, under control. So I'm like, yes, Lord, I'm having this conversation in my mind. The window's down. They're staring at me. And I still got this angry scowl on my face, and then I smile. <laughs> now, and I said, how are you guys doing today? And, I, and it was like, angry face, smile. Now they're really scared. This psychopath, boom, they're gone. <laughs> so, right? So if you have an angry face and you smile, psychopath. And, and, and so how many know I made a decision in the moment to walk in the Spirit? And sometimes, you know, we get there a little late, don't we, right? And we get ourselves, and that's why when you're angry, it, if you're going to have a conversation with someone you're angry with, it's better to wait 24 hours. Calm down. Think about it rationally, especially as men, because we can just blow the stack, right? And, uh, and I've done that in the past. And In fact, my wife actually bought me a brochure when she brought me a brochure for anger management. She says, here, and I lost it. Don't know where it went. Um, But in Romans 7, you know, Paul talks about the flesh. He says, the things I don't want to do, sometimes I do. And the things I'm supposed to do, I don't do, right? And he talks about how there's this battle that's going on within within him. And and as, as believers, we have to realize that, you know, that kingdom of darkness is always speaking to us. And sometimes it's trying to tempt us to get emotional. And there's nothing wrong with being angry. Angry is an emotion. But when it turns into outbursts of anger, then that's a work of the flesh. Okay? And, and you know, maybe you're in this place and say, well, I don't, I don't, I don't have an outburst of anger. I've never got mad. I, I'm, but you know what? You know, you, so it's like the man who came to his wife, and she was angry with him. And, and she goes, well, she said, you know, when we get in a fight and I'm angry with you, I just go clean the toilets. And he's like, well, how does that help? Well, I use your toothbrush. <laughs> now, that's an outburst of anger. It's just, and, and if not, it causes one, right? But you can still have an outburst of anger and still be passive-aggressive. I, 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 this is an issue that we need to deal with, right? And so, wow. So before the wedding, there's a wedding that's going on here, and, and Samson's about to get married with a woman that God has not ordained him to be married with, and he, he's hanging out with 30 Philistine men, and they're having this conversation, and there's this battle of the wits. And you know, as guys, we like, we like to put something on the table. Let's bet. Okay, yeah, I'm right, you're wrong. You know, I'll put 30 bucks on And this is the way men sometimes are. We're very competitive in this way, and some women are too. But this is what's happening here. And, and so here's the wager. So he gives the riddle. You guys know about the riddle. He says he gives the riddle out, and they have to figure it out. They have seven days to figure it out. And he says, if I win, I'll give you 30 linens of garments, okay, and 30 sets of clothes. The Philistines, there's 30 of them. They say, well, if we win, we'll give you garments. They only have to each give one garment of their own to him. He has to come up with 30 garments, okay? And, and uh, so here's the riddle. He says, out of the eater, something to eat. Out of the strong, something sweet. For three days, they could not give the answer. Now, you know, last week we talked about how he killed the lion with his bare hands, and he came back, and he 
found honey in the carcass of the animal. We, we know that story. So he thinks, he's bright. He's like, they're never going to get this. They're never going to get this. Um, but the Philistines were so upset, they went and threatened his wife-to-be. He's, he's, he's at the party to get married. They're not married yet. And these Philistines go, and they basically threaten the wife, and they say, I will, we will kill you and your father, burn you guys, if you do not get this riddle out of your husband. Okay? And then, of course, she uses a strategy that always works with women. You know, just cry. Oh, you don't love me. Or you tell me everything. And she cried on him for seven days. And he said, I haven't even told my mother. I haven't told my father the riddle. Why would I tell you? So she cries, and his heart is melted, and he gives in, and he gives her the riddle. Okay? And so let's see what happens here. Verse 18. Before sunset on the seventh day, the men of the town said to him, What is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? And Samson said to them, If you had not, here's a lesson, guys, what he said. If you have not plowed with my heifer, you would not have solved my riddle. Never call your wife a heifer. <laughs> like he's about to marry a girl and he calls her a cow. Not a good. You would have not solved my riddle. And so he reacted in the flesh and not the spirit. Okay? And he burned with anger, the scripture says. And he went out and he used his gift and talent to kill men, not as an act of war or defense, to kill them, to take their clothes because he made a wager. And he burned with anger. It says here in Judges 14, 19 to 20, he went down to Ashkelon, struck down 30 of the men, stripped them of their belongings and gave their clothes to those who had explained the riddle, burning with anger. He went up to his father's house and Samson's wife had given, was given to a friend who had attended him at the wedding. So the dad was like, well, Samson's gone. Samson was so mad, he left to kill people, left his wife at the altar. So the father says, well, give you to the best man. So then Samson comes back. He's even more angry now because his heifer, I mean, his wife. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to get stoned here at the pole. But his wife, his wife was, the one he loved was given to another man. He, now he's even more mad. He's, he's really, really upset. So what does he do? He goes out. And somehow, he, had, he wasn't super, only super strong, he was super fast. He was like the Flash, right? He was, and he's whipping around. He got 150 pairs of, of foxes. He tied their tails together. Okay, animal lovers, you know, block ears. Tied their, their tails together, lit them on fire, and released them all through the, the fields. And the harvest of the Philistines was consumed. And, of course, then the anger now was with the Philistines. And they went and burnt and killed his well, it was going to be his wife, his friend's wife now, and the father were burnt and killed. And so anger cost him. Anger cost those that he loved. And, uh, and, and for many men, not all men, but many men, this is a default emotion, and it is really an embarrassment that turns to anger, a hurt in our life that turns to anger, um, hateful comments on Facebook that can turn to anger. And then what happens with men, many times, and we don't even mean to do it, we come home and we've had a hard day and we've been hurt, we've been rejected, we've been, and, and we, we tend to take out our anger or we're tempted to take out our anger on our children, on our wives. There's a sometimes, how many know that sometimes that we, we don't, and really the anger needs to be turned inward. We have to look at what's really going on because in this case, you know, 
Samson had to realize who he should have been angry with. Number one, he went to the Philistine territory. He wasn't supposed to be there. Number two, he picked the girl. Number three, he decided to marry her. Number four, he taunted the Philistines with a riddle. Number five, he named the price. Number six, he was the only one who knew the secret, and he gave the secret away. And he left his bride at the altar. So you see that, that pattern where men, like, we make mistakes. You know, I should have went, I hate my job. My boss is the problem. This, this life that I live in, it sucks. I should have I've done, but you, you dropped out of college, right? You could have had a better, you could, but it's so easy for us to point the finger. so easy as to blame other people instead of looking at ourselves and saying, Lord, I'm the problem. And you know what? I can't change the past, but I can change the future because you are with me. Things can turn around. But so many times as men, the enemy would tempt us to be angry at others, right? You know, there's a time even in our marriage, my wife and I, um, I had to humble myself because... I'd be ticked off at times with my wife because I felt she needed to give me more physical attention. And, and that's not just speaking intimacy. I'm talking about just spending time with me. And, 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 and what I had to realize was that I wasn't giving her the emotional attention she needed. And I had to humble myself and let a man of God speak into my life. I said, you need, you need to spend more time ministering to her emotionally, and then everything else will work out. And guess what? It did. Amen? But you have to humble yourself. I had to humble myself and allow someone to point out. And when I began to change, the situation began to change. Can I hear an amen, men? Okay? So if, if you have an issue with anger, own it. You know, in Highway to Wholeness, we teach the eight hours to freedom. You, you recognize, hey, there's a problem. But then you take responsibility and say, okay, I take responsibility for the problem. And you say, God, forgive me for my anger. Forgive me for my outbursts of wrath, right? I renounce that. I ask God it be removed from my life. I'm going to walk in the spirit, you know? I'm going to choose to love instead of hate. I'm going to choose not to be emotionally driven, but I'm going to be spirit-led. Amen? And so when you feel that anger rising up, you, you step back and say, Lord, this is... This is not of you, and I, I just take responsibility for it. I repent. I renounce it. I'm going to walk in the Spirit. And you make a choice. And sometimes it's going to be like, it's almost going to be too late, but at least you're making progress. Can I hear an amen? <laughs> All right? So there's one other thing that keeps good men from taking responsibility, and that is pride. Say pride. And so Samson was filled with pride. And I want to look at this in uh, Judges chapter 15, verse 15 to 16. Samson found a, a, a fresh jawbone of a donkey. He grabbed it, and he struck down a 1,000 men. And then Samson said, with a donkey's jawbone, I want you to look at the wording here, I have made donkeys of them. I have made donkeys of them. And in the King James, the original, he said, I have made, and it was not such a nice word, of them. That is pride, all right? And he was like, I have it. It's not God has given me the victory. I have done it, right? 
And so many times, whatever we do in life as men, we have to always come back to the altar and say, Lord, it's because of you. I thank you. You have given me the talent. You have given me the gift. You have aligned my life. And when, when we start thinking, I have arrived, I have done it, then we move into pride. And so he was only recognizing here that he had made donkeys of men. With a donkey's jawbone, I have killed a thousand men. Well, I got news for you, Samson. If it wasn't for God's spirit upon you, you wouldn't have taken them out, right? It's by God's grace. Say, God's grace. And a man's pride is always born out of his insecurities. We want to prove ourselves, you know. Sometimes we don't know how to receive help or we don't want to receive help because, you know, I know how to get there, right? And nowadays we have Siri, right? We have our wife and then we have Siri or, you know, whoever's talking to us, Google Maps is talking to us, somebody's talking to us in the car, right? But we don't like to ask for direction. And, and it's not just on the road. Sometimes we just really want to find our own course. But when we humble ourselves, we will receive help. We want to be the main character in the story. We want control sometimes. But God is the main character. Say, God is the main character. It's all about Him. It's not about us. It's about God. It's about His grace. And um, the two biggest problems that men deal with is anger and pride. Let's say it together. Anger and pride. And, you know, Samson is in need here in the story I'm going to read it to you here. I'm going to show you where he made the right decision, okay? If you let your need drive you to God, God will meet your deepest need. And that's, that's the good news in this, right? Verse 18 of Judges 15, because he was very thirsty after his battle, he cried out to the Lord, you have given your servant this great victory. So see, here he's giving God the glory, okay? Must I now die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? Then God opened up a hollow place in Leah, and water came out of it. Then Samson drank. His strength returned, and he revived. All right? When he made the choice to say, God, to you be the glory. You are my supplier. I have a need. God supplied water when he was thirsty. Isn't that good news? And this is where I want to finish this morning in James chapter 4, verse 6 and 9. It says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God. He'll draw near to you and cleanse your heart, hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. You know, I did a sermon a few years ago. It was called, the main point was, you need to lay pride aside to make space for grace. Because you can't have the, the two. And, and, and people, many times as believers, are like, God, we need your grace. We need your mercy. But then there's pride in our lives. And we have to lay that pride aside to make space for grace. And, and, and Samson learned that. We're going to talk in the next few weeks how at the end of his life, he learned that in and of himself, he could do nothing. And he needed to lay his pride aside. And God's grace and power came upon him one more time. And I want to say to you today, why don't we stand together? If you've been struggling with anger, you've been struggling with pride to let people into your life, or you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, 
any of those three things, I just with every head bowed and every eye closed, I don't want to make a scene here. I just want you before God, just slip up your hand and say, God, I need your grace. I lay aside my pride today. I see those hands coming up everywhere. I lay aside my pride today. I need to make space for grace. I need your mercy. I need your grace. I need your mercy. I need your grace. I can do it not of myself, but by your spirit. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I want you all to pray it. Say, Heavenly Father, I lay pride aside to make space for grace today. Come and change my life. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Cleanse me of all my sins and wash those sins away. Make me new on the inside. Teach me how to walk in the Spirit and not fulfill those lusts of the flesh. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. You know, sometimes our emotions have to get out of check. Part of walking in the Spirit is saying, Lord, I surrender to you my emotions. You take them and you, you walk with them and you train me in that area because you know what? Sometimes we do need to be angry. Sometimes there's, you know, social injustices, things happening that it's that anger that rises in us that gives us the strength to stand against the working of the enemy. That It's a, called a righteous anger. But it, it, it's not a work of the flesh. It's not an outburst. It's not, a, it's not bringing damage to others. And so, God, we, we just as a church, we, we just surrender our emotions to you that they be worked with in partnership with the callings of God upon our lives. And all of God's people said, amen. You guys enjoy that this morning? Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed our message. If you are in the Quinty West area, we would love to have you visit us on Sunday morning at 24 Dundas Street West, Trenton, Ontario. Check out our service times on our website at atthecrossroads.ca.